What's up, guys? It's Mike and Mark from LRM Online. We're coming at you this week with uh, a little bit of DC Legends tomorrow. Um, basically, we're going to recap what we saw from San Diego Comic Con, talk about that for a little bit, kind of now that there's a little bit more revelations of what's going on with this show, see where we're, you know, where we're heading, and see if the fourth installment of the DC uh, Entertainment Universe on television is going to live up to the ex expectations that everybody has for it so far. So, um, kind of recapping where we last left off at the end of Season 1, the Time Masters had basically been destroyed from the team, and then it's up to the team to basically set the past, present, and future. And right before they're set off and going on to their you know, uh, ways, we get what? The Justice Society comes, yep. stops mm -hmm. in, and basically Rex tells Taylor them, came in, right? Rex did, yeah comes in and, and tells him that if you guys travel to the future, you're basically dead. So this is kind of the beginning of, I don't know, I think a, a merger of teams. I, mm -hmm. um, the trailer didn't really show too much of the Justice Society, but it's showing a lot more of different characters from the other shows. You see Damien Dark for a little bit and a couple other flashes um, from the other TV shows make appearances in it. So... This could be an ultimate setup by the end of the season where we see the Legends team uh, team up with the Justice Society of America to take down whoever the big bad is. So, Mark, what do you think about the trailer so far that's been released? Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. Uh, the incorporation of the Justice Society I think is great. Um, I've been a fan of the Justice Society. Um, you know, growing up, my dad was always a fan, so that's kind of how I have a little bit of background with them. But it really seems uh, like you're going to have more of a established uh, a group with the Justice Society, a group that, you know, has more practice than kind of this um, ragtag group, I guess, yeah. for lack of a better term, uh, with the Legend of Tomorrow just kind of, um, you know, they're obviously starting to come into their own, but at the same time, you know, they, they spent a good majority of the first season trying to figure it out. So I think, um, I think, you know, the Legends can really kind of grow as a group uh, with their interactions with the Justice Society. But I also don't see um, many of the members maybe uh, possibly wanting some of that interaction, right. especially mm -hmm. from the beginning, since so many were, weren't really that thrilled to be working with each other uh, within the same group. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, I, I think there's some interesting uh, aspects that could be drawn into this just with that group and then also the talk of the um, uh, Legion of Doom, is it right? Yeah. It's uh, a... um, which I think is interesting. Um, and I think, who did they talk about for the for the members of that? I know Malcolm Merlin, Reverse Flash. Malcolm Merlin, um, Reverse Flash. Uh, Damien Dark, okay. and then supposedly a reappearance of Vandal Savage. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, supposedly, that's the the, the the talk. Is that that's the first uh, the the fourth person? Okay, which I think would be cool. Uh, the only one that I'm not completely sold on, and I know we saw him in the trailer, was Damien Dark. Um, and it's nothing against you know the actor who portrays him or anything. I'm just not a fan of the character Damien Dark. I just really can't. You know, I struggled with that with Arrow. Um, 
you know, it's, so it's not like when I saw him in the trailer, I was, uh, you know, well, I think if, it, if it, you know, I like when I saw Reverse Flash or Malcolm Merlin in some of the articles, I was like, oh, that's great, that's awesome. You know, or if, like, I don't know, Slade Wilson or someone popped up, I'd be like, yeah, that's great. And, you know, I saw Damien Dark, I'm just kind of like, eh. Um, you know, I don't really know him much outside of the, the magic that was portrayed, yeah, I and mean, so I, I don't, you know, I don't know how much of a, a factor he would really be, but eh, I mean, you know, we'll see. Supposedly, he trained under the League of Assassins, even right um, with Roz, with Roz, mm-hmm. even though we didn't really see that much in Arrow, um, because the focus was on the magic. So yeah, I, I, you know, I think there are some interesting ways that they could go with it. I'm pretty excited for it. Yeah, um, I think. Uh, speaking of Roz, is that Matt Nable's supposed to reprise that's his role right. yep. as Roz Al Ghul as, as well? And so that's just why I'm kind of like in and really starting to like this show is because they got away from the whole storyline of the Time Masters mm-hmm. and trying to fix right. the future. And now what they can do is basically bring back the bad guys that were good and some were bad. And you know, like Damian Dark to me, B list, you know, sure. villain right. in the comic mm-hmm. series. Like, you know, um, in nothing against you know the character mm-hmm. anything like that but it's just it the the magic thing i would have been damian dark would have been great in in constantine when uh if if they had introduced him in that show um right and that would have been perfect would have made but more sense it, exactly more made more sense. The, if you went with a more of damian dark league of assassins you know more violent criminal type deal yeah. and stuff and not so dependent on voodoo magic and so forth then yeah, I mean, good good enough. But by reprising some of these characters, you know, hopefully, hopefully, with this whole debacle of Suicide Squad and everything like that, maybe this could be the show that reintroduces uh, Manu Bennett as, uh, you know, Slade Wilson and we oh, get sure to see Deathstroke so. one more time or, you know, something like that. You know, where slowly but surely DC movies are bowing or out of the way and allowing you know, some of the major characters to come back to the TV show. So, you know, Superman's coming on the Supergirl. Um, and then according to some of the new reports in Arrow is that some of the characters that were technically off limits previously mm-hmm. are now, you know, going to be able to make, if if the show continues past season five, are going to be able to make their appearances on there. I think that's what's made this show's... Um so in, intriguing obviously the plot aspects for the the heroes uh but also as we we talked about in our last podcast the idea you know the villain is is extremely important um oh, yeah. <clears throat> for the buy-in uh and you know they've had some great ones and i think some of the shows have been limited i was actually and we'll get into it a little later with a uh, supergirl um you know surprised in superman's incorporation um for being such a a main character but at the same time yeah you know if that if if you can include superman um i would think that you could include characters that we've seen before such as deathstroke um even you know uh i know with you know captain boomerang um yeah and, and, i forgot about yeah, that he was in a ep- he was in an episode and then of arrow and then arrow. he was it was um, a uh, flash arrow crossover yeah and then he was uh put in prison on leon you with um, Slade. That's right. Remember? Right. So, I, I mean, forgot about that. Um, you know, bring characters like that back or even when they used um, Task Force X, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I, bringing those um, into uh, Legends or some of the other movies, you know, it, it definitely creates some great avenues that they could could go down. And really, 
you know, for some characters, I'll tell you what as well, like Damien Dark, who wasn't as, um, you know, well-liked, I guess you could say, you know, using him in Legends may be a way to kind of help that character and reestablish him a little bit, too. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, I, I'm interested because I'm not 100% sure what how they're going to go this season. Right, you know, um, kind of like what I was talking to you before yeah. we started uh, recording was that it seems like the way that the shows have been set up on the CW is that starting on Monday night with Supergirl and then working your way down the week, by Thursday night, this seems like this is going to be the, the action show, that this is the, the heavily action show. Um, you get it from the trailer. It's mm-hmm. a lot of the old scenes from season one where it's, you know, a lot of the, the action moments um, and the, the climactic moments and then the little bit of new stuff that we get, you know, we get the, the vision or the scene of the Nazis blowing mm-hmm. up New York City with a nuclear bomb, you know, um, the confrontation with Damien Dark and a couple other new presence but what i liked about this trailer was that it seems like the team now is you know is confident in who they are Mm -hmm. or that that was always the struggle in season one is were they a team were they not a team and the individuals breaking off but it seems like this is going to be kind of where the show takes a turn and it's going to be more about the 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 fun of it and you know not really violence but getting to what people are, are entertained and watching you know and not being so distraught about Mm -hmm. feelings and emotions and can I save you know this person in the past but more or less just let's go back in time or go to the future and kick some butt I want to see what they do with um heat wave too just because he even though I know it's kind of a a ragtag group but he still seems like the odd man out to me yeah I mean I like his character but like he he you know he um uh Dominic Purcell right yeah Dominic Purcell um he played off so well with Wentworth Miller's um, Captain Cold that now that, you know, Captain Cold isn't a regular member, I, I just wonder how he's going to do with interacting with the rest of the group. Yeah, it seems like he's going to take more on, like, just a little bit of what you saw um, is that he's going to take on kind of a, a leadership role, you know, mm-hmm. so he's got a little bit more of a um, dialogue you saw in the trailer than majority of the other characters. I don't even think that... Um, you know, the Jax or Professor Stein with Firestorm even said one word in this trailer. Yeah, you're right. Um, Ray, you know, Brandon Routh didn't say a word and so forth. But they made sure that, um, you know, Katie Lotz, Sarah Lance, and Dominic Purcell had, you know, more of a dialogue per se. So it looks like I would assume that those two are going to be kind of the leads and everybody's following suit because, um, you know, those are the, I think, the two most intriguing characters. Um the, the episodes from season one where you got to right at the end where you got to see Dominic Purcell's you know himself as a kid and mm. how troubled he was and so forth just really you know gave you more insight to who he was as Heatwave and why he turned the way he did and then Sarah you know having to deal with Damien Dark killing you know um, Laurel and never really getting any closure out of that and so now you see that that's going to come to a fruition so um, but to me, I think this is going to be the dark horse show of, of the CW and of just general comic book television. I think this is the one that in the end could be something like a, a Firefly from back in the day where it's going to have a cult following. There's going to be a lot of fans that are going to be, you know, stuck to the show. Will it see the ratings like Flash and, you know, some of the other, um, 
television shows? Probably not. But I think the the fans that are are going to be fans of the show are going to be loyal to it all the way through. I think another reason why the show could do well um, this season is because it doesn't have the same expectations as the other show. No, yeah, you're um, right on that. I think that, you know, it, it, kind of like you said, um, the ratings probably won't be as high as, like, Flash or um, uh, maybe even Arrow, but at the same time, you know, Flash has high expectations because it's done well the past two seasons. Arrow has high expectations because it didn't do well the past two seasons right. and needs to do well. Um, yeah, so I think with this one, it, you know... Um, did fairly well last year. Uh, it definitely but, got better as the season uh, went on. I agree on. with that. I agree with that. Um, to, to tell you the truth, at the beginning of the season, I had a difficult time getting into it, but about a couple in, I really did start to get into yeah. it, and I enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, I think that's another reason why it could do well, is because if uh, a series or a show or whatever it may be doesn't have high expectations, I think it has a higher probability of doing well. Right. Yeah, I mean... You know, go into it with low expectations and just being surprised. You know, it might be the same type of standards or, you know, type of, you know, linear path that it takes from season one where maybe at the beginning we're not totally sold on it. Um, but then as the season progresses, you know, it, by the end of the season we're into it and we're hooked. And so that's usually the, 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 the best formula for a lot of these shows that, uh, that stick around a lot is that at the beginning of the season it's kind of, you know, so so, and then as you hit mid season to the end of the season finale is, you know that's where it really picks up in the story. Picks up, uh, you know, um, especially with the main villain of the, you know, that's where you really are introduced to the, who the main villain of the show is for that season, and you know where you see the major conflict. Um, what shocked me about this was that so San Diego Comic Con um, took place, you know, July twentieth to July twenty fourth, um, and this show had only been in production for season two for a total of what was it eight nine days mm. and you know you definitely can tell that the trailer that came out was a lot of from season one but to the amount of film that they were able to show for season two is pretty impressive right um you know um it looks like the f maybe first couple episodes are going to either deal with the time pirates or with Damien Dark. So I think the first four episodes, which had already been mostly done before San Diego Comic-Con, are going to focus on those two, which is kind of interesting as a, a takeoff. So it's going to be interesting how um, the interaction with Just Society, with, was it, uh, with Rex, and coming in, you know, and where are you going to pick up from that? So... Um, who do you think, now we're going to get Justice Society in here, or hopefully by the end of the season get Justice Society, who do you think is going to be the main villain of this show? You know, I, that's, that's tough. And I, I, I think it's difficult because, um, you know, you have such a wide range of characters. Um, sometimes it's easier, like for instance... You know, Flash or or Supergirl or Arrow. It's easier sometimes to pick a possible villain because they have, you know, a certain gallery of villains, the mm -hmm. Rogues Gallery or whoever it may be, and you have such a mix of different characters here. Not only with the Legends themselves, but then with um, the Justice Society, 
it's hard for me to pick out who that main villain might be because you know I know they've talked about the Legion of Doom and having uh, obviously Dark and um, Malcolm and Reverse Flash but I really can't put my finger on who that main villain might be and I think some of it is because I don't really 100% know what direction they're going with the plot yet I mean I know that you know from from this and from um, some articles that I've read um, you know some some areas that they're going to kind of uh, go into, but I don't know. I have I have a difficult time pinpointing who the overarching villain uh, maybe, or maybe it'll be a, a couple working together. You know, I don't I don't really know. What do you think? It's uh, so with this show, it's unique because of the time jumps. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, it looked like Damien Dark in the trailer is going to be more or less in the nineteen forties and assisting to um the nazis in in trying to do that does he take the the mantle from vandal savage you know from that point because remember that that's where you know in season one vandal savage you know there's heavy influence during that time period of him having a major influence from that time period from the cold war and so forth so i wonder if damien dark takes over um you know, I wouldn't be surprised since this is a show that basically was created out of nothing. You know, basically, um, you know, side characters from Flash and Arrow that they might want to go in a, or they might go in their own direction and create sure. something that w- wasn't from the comics. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, um, really, if you think about it, the only thing that was kind of concrete, really stuck from the comic books from season one was, was Vandal Savage. Um, Rip Hunter's character, not really 100% um, faithful to the comic series, uh, especially in the New 52 version of it. Um, but, you know, I think that's a better move than trying to rehash an old villain and trying to introduce us to somebody that may not be the most well-known villain and trying to make that the bad guy. I think if you go with the Legion of Doom and you can get you know, mm-hmm. Malcolm Merlin, Reverse Flash, all those guys together, maybe that, you know, that will help out um, with this show. But I don't know if they're going to, if you would, if you told me that you're going to put Malcolm Merlin, Reverse Flash, um, Ra's al Ghul, Damian Dark, Vandal Savage, let's say those five together on a, on a team, would you really want to put it on Legends of Tomorrow or would you rather save it for mm-hmm. The Flash or Arrow, which are more you know, defined shows, more more followings, you know, more fan base. So it'll be interesting. Maybe they're doing that to try and help promote this show yeah, more. You yeah. know, if, like, out of all of those characters, I mean, I enjoy Malcolm Merlin. I really enjoy uh, Reverse Flash. So maybe a way to look at it is um, maybe some of these people are like, oh, if you like those villains, like, hey, they're going to be on this other show. Check out this other yeah. show, too. Um <clears throat> You know, it, it's something that I was just thinking about, too, is, you know, I'm wondering if does either Flashpoint play a role in this or does Reverse Flash play a large role in this? Because Damien Dark is obviously in the past. Yeah, I mean... So how did he... Well, you have to think. So Ra's al Ghul knew Damien Dark oh, way back when. Okay. So... yeah. He definitely has either access to the Lazarus, Lazarus pit, pit yeah. or because of the, the idol that he possesses, which gives him his powers. Sure. 
might keep him immortal. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then if you're going back in time, Lazarus Pit is still intact. Who knows what Flashpoint does with that? Right. If the, if, if the Lazarus Pit's still around and League of Assassins is, is, is still around when Barry comes back and how big of an impact that has in the Arrow universe. Um, Vandal Savage is immortal. Malcolm Merlin's going to be, you know, Reverse Flash can be, yeah, know, he can time can be, travel yeah, anywhere he wants. Malcolm Merlin will be the interesting one if they mm-hmm. do introduce him in, into the Legion of Doom. But who knows? Maybe Malcolm's, maybe he's the the the, the dark horse or, the, you know, the key yeah. figure that we've never really thought about that he's been around longer and just as long as Ra's al Ghul and so yeah, forth. Yeah, you know? I mean, you never know. Anybody yeah. that's tied to the League, you really right. have. Right. You know, we got that little backstory of when... Um, Malcolm and Tommy's, or Malcolm's wife and Tommy's mom was killed, that Malcolm left Tommy and then went to go train with the League of Assassins. But who knows? Maybe that was all a fake story, you know, mm-hmm. and he's actually been around for longer than we assume. Um, mm-hmm. Any other last couple points you wanted to bring up or anything? Um, you know, I, I am really interested to see what they pull in from the Justice Society. Um, you know, I, I thought maybe they could pull in a villain, but um, I just... I want to see what what they do with that. I think that's an interesting route to uh, to go. Um, yeah, I think that's what's going to be interesting. I wonder how much of a role that they're going to play. Um, Could you see, like, if let's say the couple episodes they do incorporate Justice Society, mm-hmm. how well it does, if if it really takes off and people follow it, maybe as a fifth show on the CW, Justice Society? Um... Possibly, uh, maybe that that's part of the plan. I would think that they may need a couple stronger Justice Society characters than the ones that they're introducing. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing against the ones that they have, but you know, there's like um, I forget all, but I know um, you know, like Steel will be one of them. From yeah. what I saw, um, and it's fine. But I mean, you know, there's there's so many great Justice Society characters uh, out there. I, I I think, um, you know, I, that maybe that's a possibility. You know, they could. I think maybe it's one of those things they see uh, how successful that might be. I mean, that's kind of what they've done with some of these characters with Legends, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's definitely a possibility. I think that's if you put Justice Society as like a period piece, you know, located or, in a, or put them in a different time period. Yeah. Not necessarily in the same universe as Arrow and Flash and the other guys. But some other time period where they have their own, um, mm-hmm. their own main focus, I think it could really take off. Yeah, um, you know, I I know that for probably the past what ten years they've, you know, different uh, TV sh- uh, companies have tossed around the idea of doing a Teen Titans. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't see that really yeah. flying, especially with the DC movie mm-hmm. universe trying to take off. I could see that being, you know, probably in the Phase Two part of it when sure. they. If they do even make it that far, um, you know, but I don't ever see Justice Society making, you know, a movie. So that definitely could be, you know, kind of like the original plan for Arrow is a five-year show. Make Mm -hmm. it a five-year period piece. Set it in, you know, World War II, you know, or um, Cold War era and so forth and let them, you know, be the main focus of that show. And then at the end of five years, call it, you know. Yeah, and, you know, I think for a lot of these, you know, the way it started off, I mean, you know, some of the larger characters from TV shows like Flash or Arrow, 
you know, those are individuals that maybe somewhere when they first originated could have had, or well, obviously with the Flash being in, you know, the Justice League and right. thought with Arrow, but yeah, you know, I think they're starting to develop a lot more TV shows that maybe won't um, have larger movies. You know, I don't want to get too much in the movie world, but I think with like Supergirl, for instance. Um, I don't see Supergirl being a movie anytime soon. No, no. Um, but you know, it's it's you know, it's cool to bring into this to to really kind of delve into those characters that you may never get a chance to see on the big screen. Right. Which is cool because it's kind of one of those things like, well, what if this person? Like, I wonder what that would look like. And right. so it's neat to get some of that because I, you know, we'll talk about some of the characters a little bit more on with the Supergirl podcast. But um, you know, being able to see some of those. Um, either not as known or just some that are a little bit more difficult or that you don't have room to bring to the big screen. Right. Well, you guys let us know what you think in the comic sections. What are you looking forward to in Season 2 of Legends of Tomorrow? Um, make sure to check back and listen to our other podcasts on the different trailers of San Diego Comic-Con coming up for the TV fall lineups. Um, also, if you want a full-on review of film, TV, and what's going on in the comic book genre world make sure you listen to los fanboys podcast also this uh week we have the weekend warrior who just kicked off make sure you check out his uh weekly articles and his insights and he's also has a lot of exclusive interviews coming out um so that's it for mike and mark make sure you listen to us more on and keep coming back see you